you know, Hemingway stilled the demons with booze, and I still it with the Gut Check Podcast. And now, brought to you by Olive Tree Bible Software. Read, study, anywhere. www.olivetree.com Coming to you live, but not really live, from Gut Check World Headquarters in the capital city of a boxing glove-shaped state, and Gut Check South Command, deep in the belly button above the buckle of the Bible belt, it's the Gut Check Podcast with your hosts, Ted Cluck and Zach Bartles. Hey, welcome to the Gut Check Podcast. I'm Ted Cluck, joined as always by Zachary Bartles. And uh, baby, this will probably be uh, the last episode that we have to tape in our respective studios, uh, being that soon I'll be uh, I'll, I'll be in your studio, as it were. Dude, and- yeah, we'll have like 45 minutes together. <laughs> what? I just learned that you're coming a day later than I thought you were coming, and we're undoubtedly not going to make it to Tim's. Well, we may not make it to Tim's, but we'll we'll have a couple days there in Lansing, right? Yeah, we'll figure it out. No, we will. Yeah, yeah. Not that we want to talk through all the logistics right. down there. And, uh, <laughs> not that we've and, ever done that before and then left and it in. And bore our listeners with it as much as it bores me in real life. Like, I, I just, I can't have the logistics conversations. You know what I mean? I know. I know you can't. I hate him so much. <laughs> you know why I think I hate him, though? Let, let's delve into the psychology of this for a minute. I, I think, fundamentally, I hate disappointing people. Uh-huh. And I know, I know that at some level, having the logistics conversation, like someone will be disappointed. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. So I, I think that's why I avoid it. So it's sort of like breaking up with a girl by just like faking your death or never Which calling I, her again. Yeah. So that yeah. you don't disappoint anybody. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. She can just think <laughs> I'm dead. And, and in that case, everybody, everybody wins, you know? Baby, we have uh, we have several things to uh, to discuss. One of which is uh, our sponsor, our great sponsor, Olive Tree Bible. Um, these guys do amazing uh, amazing work. They have amazing products. Uh, if you go to olivetree.com and use the promo code GutCheck, uh, you get twenty percent off. Is this right, baby? That I- is spectacular and true. Yeah, it's spectacular and true, and you should do it. You should go. Uh, to olivetree.com and buy lots of their products because they do uh, they do great work. and You know what I like particularly about Olive Tree? What's that, baby? I love that it gives the option for storing your documents, uh, your Bible versions, your, your different uh, things in your library on the SD card or in the, the main memory. Uh, and, and honestly, this is something I have found to be strangely uh, not all that widespread because I, I know I, I play the, the Luddite, the, the haha, I still have my Palm Pilot, and that, that is who I am. Uh, but I also, over the years, have, have had different uh, Kindles and tablets and, and uh, different uh, devices uh, in my possession and around my house, and I have dabbled a bit in uh, Bible software for these newer platforms, and I have been just perplexed by the fact that a lot of them don't have that option. I guess probably so that you can quickly access everything and, and there's no load time uh, or whatever. But but uh, it's been strange to me that, that some of even the newer Bible software doesn't have the capability of my old uh, Olive Tree Palm software. Uh, I was just wiggling my, my palm. You couldn't see that. Um, but, but the capability to move something to the expanded memory. And yeah, it takes a second to load. Uh, but then you can just expand and expand and multiply the volumes in your digital library, which is something I've been doing uh, on my computer and on my various devices for, for years. And uh, you don't have to worry because a, an odd thing is, if you're not paying out the nose, uh, if you've got some kind of a uh, you know a smartphone or 
tablet or other device like that, if you've got one that's that's uh, not one of the real higher end ones, you you may be in a situation where memory is precious again in a way that it, it hasn't been uh, in quite some time in the world of computing. Uh, and so it's it's really nice to be able to put those things onto the SD card, uh, and it's very quick to load. Uh, it's very easy to, to store your notes, to store all of these connections between the different works uh, and, and keep them uh, right in your pocket. You don't have to drag around a, a briefcase full of moleskin journals anymore. You, you've got them right there. Yeah, that's great. So don't forget, go to olivetree.com, put in the code GUTCHECK, get 20% off your order, and uh, thank you, Olive Tree. They're doing great work over there. Speaking of doing great work, um, you know who else does great work? Who's that? The two of us. Um, <laughs> I agree. You, yeah, yeah. You and I, uh, you and I are great authors. Uh, we ha- we happen to be uh, very successful writers when we're not podcasting. And um, one one thing that happens in the writing world is that there are all all manner of these writing awards that you can win or not win. Or mostly and, not win. I'm, in most, my case. Uh, Mostly not win. Mostly win in your case. So, yeah. well, well, no, not mostly. But uh, but anyway, baby, you uh, you reached out to me via email and uh, and said that you wanted to talk about not winning awards, and you said that you were zero for three because you lost one this past week. Now, uh, one thing that I always tell my students um, is that writing awards are crap. Right? They're just bogus. It's all it's all politics and who you know and and that sort of thing. So, um, talk talk about whatever it is that you need to talk about. Uh, vis-a-vis these awards because I, I don't want you like hurting alone okay <laughs> I don't know I don't know that I need to talk about anything we were we were kind of briefly uh, off the air meaning well talking into our laptops but not yeah. recording um, exactly it sounds much more glamorous to say off the air though, doesn't, it? <laughs> doesn't that have connotations of one of those like light up signs outside the room that says yes. on the air the like know? glass encased room with like the guys yeah. up high on the stools and mm-hmm. yeah um but uh, we were talking about how the writing awards mean nothing unless you get them. Mm. So like this one that I just I, I was nominated for for the second time, both of my traditionally published novels have been nominated for the, the Inspee Award. Yeah, which is uh, a great name, by the way, too. Which is just simply online. Yeah. It's done yeah. by it's, – it's nominated by bloggers, and there's a panel of, of readers who, who decide the finalists, and I was a finalist for the second time. In fact, I've been a finalist in three awards – and won none of them, and and you play these games in your mind of well, who cares? Yeah. But if you had won, there, then it'd be a huge deal. Yeah, I would have been then like, all of a sudden oh, the award yeah. would mean so much. It, yeah, yeah. it's such an important thing because you know this one is 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 direct from the the readers. It doesn't have any of the the publishing politics. But yeah, instead, yeah. I think, well, what do these people know? You know, and if yeah. I would have won the Carol Award, I would have been like, well, this one is you know tied right into the tied right into the industry. Yeah. Means I'm doing well. Yeah, you know? right. So so there's yeah. all these silly games you play. Now the one that you just won, what was it? Christian retailing. Christian retailing. That sounds like a big deal to me, dude. Uh, well, I don't know, Zach. Here's the thing. Here, here's the problem with these quote-unquote awards. There's no award. Like, there's no even, like, certificate. You know really? what I mean? Much less a trophy. Like, I want a trophy, ideally. <laughs> I, I, want, I want there to be, like, a big garish, like, bowling league trophy uh, delivered in my house. A gold person. Award. Yeah, exactly. A gold person atop, like, uh, a, a little cheap piece of wood. You know what I mean? <laughs> no. So I want that. But, but, but short of that... A certificate would be nice. The Carol you know Awards I mean? did have a pin, uh, okay. and then there was a different, smaller pin just for those who were finalists. Okay. Um, and in that case, uh, I really, really raged out, and, and I almost threw away the pin. 
Yeah. And then yeah, I was like, wow, like, oh, this is really juvenile of me. And so then I put the pin <laughs> on my little lanyard. Yeah, you're like, I don't want a, a, a participation ribbon, you know, <laughs> proof of how soft our culture is the, getting. But anyway. My inner incense crease was like, second place is no place. You lost. You're a loser. And he broke the trophy. And they and started to the choke trophy, me. And then, and then you tried to fight whoever won in your category outside in the parking lot, didn't you? <laughs> uh, As your cars were idling in the dark. <laughs> uh, yeah, so this, this um, Christian Retailers Award, it was literally just like a link in an email. And you could click on the link and it took you to a website. And it's like, yeah, there, there's my name. What book was it? Uh, it was for the book, uh, The Dropbox, that I wrote with Brian Ivey. Nice. One for best, uh, best biography. So. That one is still killing it, I think. That, is it? That's a very, very successful book. Yeah, yeah, it did, it did, it did okay, man. And that was a, a really, really fun project and a great, a great dude to work with. So, so yeah, if I was going to win for any of them, it would be, it would be that one. But, uh, but yeah, man, awards. And and I always tell my students this, you know, they mean nothing. But then we get to these conferences, these journalism conferences with the students, and and I'm just like you, I get really mad if we don't win, you know. And even if we win a bunch of them, but we don't win like the next one, I still get really mad. <laughs> So, so I go home miserable each and every time, uh, even if we win a bunch of awards. So it's it's not good. It's not a good thing. But, uh, baby, you you have a, an item there in your studio uh, that I think is gonna is gonna cheer both of us up. Um, this is in reference to uh, a strange review that we read on the air last week. <laughs> um, it was strange for a lot of reasons. Um, one, the bad grammar. Uh, to the attempt at humor that that uh, I think it's safe to say, I think we could both say it didn't really work. Um, but you have a review of the movie Swingers, which was one of the accusations levied against us that we that we try to talk like the movie Swingers. So um, actually, I don't think they even referenced Swingers. They just it was just you saying baby. Okay, yeah, which so weird which, and creepy. Yeah, so weird and creepy, and uh, everybody everybody apparently has a huge problem with this because even even on the other podcast that I'm a part of, mm-hmm. we get we get feedback saying that people have a huge problem with this. You know it's what I love, Ted? I love about you that it just makes you all the more dig in your coach's shoes, yeah, and uh, and refuse to budge. That's yeah, I dig in my my, my waffle sold coaching <laughs> shoes, and, <laughs> and I refuse to budge, baby. All right, man. Let me read this. Let me read this review because I think you know when I when I was about to to have my first book published, I made a big document full of like negative reviews that people had made of some of my favorite books and then some classic books. Yeah. Thinking I would go back and read those if I ever got down. I never have, but but no, uh, no. Uh, I, I could. Uh, and I think that this this just serves to show how dumb people can be. Yeah, yeah. So here here's the uh, review of Swingers from. 5 August, that's how it's written, 2006, uh, and it is by CG. The okay. title of this 4 out of 10 star review is... <laughs> Dude, wait, wait, first of all, where was this that you can give 10 stars? Is this IMDb? IMDb, yeah. Okay, all right. It says, Money Baby? Not. Oh, funny humor. And, and pay attention, this is not uh, 1991 when that would have been okay. This yeah, is yeah, 2006. Yeah. Right. Uh, a scant 10 years ago. So it says this. This movie aspires to be funny, but misses the mark. The mm. few really funny moments mired down in all of the pathetic lumberings of the main characters, who are pretty much a bunch of losers. Dude, you know what, you know what phrase I love for internet reviewers? Misses the mark. Misses the mark. This, yeah. this book misses the mark. You know? Hamartia. 
Yeah, they, they they think they're being so clever and so like thought provoking and thoughtful. It, you know, it really just misses the mark. It makes it sound that that they have a very nuanced view of what film should do and yeah, a much right. better uh, ability capability of of yeah. seeing who hits and who misses the mark. Who hits and misses the mark? What the film swinger should have accomplished? Oh, you, you know, know what? It should have said swing and a miss. It should have if they'd been really clever and and punny. <laughs> they would have they would have done that with the, with their words, but. Uh, Anyway, continue. There is no apparent plot. Now, Ted, I'm going to just stop there for a moment and, and, and say I, I want to push back on that a little bit in that there is very clearly a plot. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I, want to, I want to take umbrage to that in the sense that there, there's nothing if not a plot in this movie. <laughs> Which really keeps the pace of the film slow. You know what really slows down a film when there's yeah. not a plot? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Dude, you know what this guy is? This guy is one of these, like, Michael Bay... You know, uh, he's not happy unless there's a car blowing up every 10 seconds on the screen. You yeah, know? yeah. There weren't any cars blowing up in Swingers. No, there were a lot of, like, really awesome, clever people talking the whole time. Yes, which was, a lot like, of really subtle, awesome people. stuff. And then a lot of, like, just broad, funny, comedic stuff. But no right. uh, eye candy or... Yeah, nothing blowing up. No Nobody fart jokes. Naked. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Anyway, continue, baby. Uh, one is also... I love this. One is... One. One is also, just this guy, the one. One yeah. is also preoccupied by the film apparently trying to be ambiguous as to the time it was taking place it. Mm. That's well stated, well said on many <laughs> levels. I like the sentence structure there that he employs. Even if he had typed uh, taking place in, you're still yeah. ending your sentence with a preposition, buddy. Don't do that. Um, I, I, I think that sentence misses the mark a bit. <laughs> your thoughts? <laughs> Agreed. Two yeah. thumbs down. Yeah. Uh, the characters drive old cars, wear 50s attire, speak in 50s lingo, but also mm. use digital answering machines and a PlayStation. You know, I was oh. confused by that too, Ted. Were you? When I saw that PlayStation on the screen, <laughs> it was it was just the most egregious of film errors. You know, I thought, who who's doing the continuity on this thing? You went and, and filled out an anachronism goof on IMDb. Yeah, yeah I did. I, I thought, this is supposed to be a 1950s period piece. <laughs> what with all the suits, you know? <laughs> How on earth could he be playing a PlayStation? There's no a way people could like swing music. Like, you know, all of America did there. Like all of America did in most of the 90s. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> one finds... See, there's that one again. One finds this to be more distracting to everything rather that visually interesting. Yeah, rather Again, that. it's 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 music, you know? Yeah, yeah it's music. Yeah, everything this guy says is art. He's like the poly of, mu of, of IMDb reviews. It's the poly of reviews. <laughs> I love it. It was also really highlights the fact that these characters are trying to be cool, something they are not. Oh. Yeah, no one's trying to be like Vince Vaughn. Nobody thinks that uh Yeah, that nobody that guy's thinks cool. that Vince Vaughn is like a super super funny and cool guy. No. You, know, you can tell that by the fact that he had no career after this movie, right? He had no career and he never dated any like hot Hollywood actresses. Right. He was just a big loser. You know? <laughs> Something he is not is yeah, okay. I was really expecting a comedy, but found it to be a drama with few funny moments. Mm. That was disappointing. However, the film features great acting and a superb soundtrack. Now, I have to I have to point out uh, something here. If this yeah. guy actually listened to the soundtrack, uh -huh. wouldn't that mess up the continuity of his life? Like, wouldn't he be like, wait a minute, now I can't use my cell phone because... Yeah, because I'm listening to 1950s music. <laughs> Meaning 1990s Big Bad Voodoo Daddy and stuff. Exactly. Dude, <laughs> it would. It would throw off the whole continuity. You know, he, he, he would go, I just got a new PlayStation, but I can't play it anymore. You know? Now I want to read you two brief trivia items from IMDb. 
Okay. Both of which also will point out that there are stupid people out there. Yeah. Potential investors and studios wanted to get rid of all of the monies, honeys, and babies. Oh. So apparently this was pitched, and some studios showed interest, and they had some notes for them. Uh, uh-huh. But then they all just dropped the project entirely when the director said, no, my friends are going to be the leads, because yeah. that's, you know, we wrote it together, and it's about us. Right. Uh, and so they made it independently. Um yeah. And it was, uh, you know, obviously a huge cult success. The other, yeah, yeah. among the many studio notes that John Favreau received from potential bidders, were to uh-huh. nix the Vegas scenes. Oh yeah, because those are no fun. <laughs> right? Yeah, nobody, nobody even references Vegas, baby Vegas. Yeah, no, know? no, never. That's not a thing. No. And and, and yeah, there's there's nothing uh, kind of central to meeting these characters without any exposition about yeah. those those Vegas scenes. Yeah. Dude, th- those are really genius. The way they start that movie out. Uh-huh. Drop you right in the middle of these guys who seem so vapid, and then you immediately start seeing kind of the layers of their characters. Dude, it's great. That's real. Oh life. my gosh, it's amazing. Yeah, it, it is. It really yeah, it's is. so real. It's so real because yeah, I mean, it, if you're fortunate enough to be a, a guy who has friends who are fun, like yeah, if somebody dropped dropped in on one of your conversations, they might think it was vapid and and you know hear you laughing a lot or busting each other's chops. But yeah, at the end of the day, man, like there's nuance to these characters and. You know, they're interesting and they're trying to accomplish things. And there's a plot, you know, even though it doesn't involve like terrorists or anyone shooting anyone else. <laughs> or Ben Affleck. Yeah. Although it all, it almost involved a shootout with Sue. Roll up. Yeah, roll up. That's right. <laughs> when, when, when Sue, who grew up in Anaheim, pulls out his, his gat uh, against House of Pain there in the parking lot. You know uh, what I love about Swingers, dude, is that there's no, I mean, there's moments like that that yeah. are, that are tension moments, but, but there's no like, Okay, now we have to have a tender scene so you see that these people really have feelings. Dude, exactly. It's like they show subtle. that they have feelings in other ways. Yes. You know? Yeah, yeah they, they never have like the I'm sorry delivery guy that I was a jerk to you moment. Yeah, exactly. Because that would be exactly. so not real. It would. Right. It would it would it would it would take you out of like, you know, the the reality that they had put you in. Yes. Which is so authentic to me. Like even though you know, they were saying baby and money and, and, and all that and listening to swing music, which may or may not have been things that we were exactly doing in the 90s. Like, it, it struck me as so authentic. Like, I I remember watching the movie for the first time going like, yeah, this is how people talk. You know, this is how people I know talk. This is going to um, sound over the top, Ted, but yeah. I think there's something sort of catcher in the rye about it. Oh, dude, I totally agree. I couldn't agree more. I have the same feeling watching that movie that I had when I read The Catcher in the Rye for the first time, which is this is really, really clever and authentic, and it gets to something just, like, really true about being a, a young man. Yes, you know what I yes. mean? And, and, and these very outwardly shallow people in the midst of these very kind of almost desperate crises in life. Yeah, uh, yeah. But pr- trying to slough it off and, and reacting in different ways. Yeah, it's, it's – you know what? I'm going to write a positive review so that there's one of those on IMDb. There you go. There you go. That would be good. <laughs> but said other studio notes. Yeah. Change Trent into a woman. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, dude. Have Trent played by Johnny Depp. Ugh. Yeah. No, thank you. Oh my gosh, dude. I mean, and I and I like a lot of Johnny Depp movies. I do too. Yeah. No, no disrespect to Johnny Depp, who's a good actor in his own right, but like the character would have been Johnny Depp. Dude, T had to be Vince Vaughn. Yes. Has yes. to be. Yeah. And or to cast <laughs> Chris O'Donnell. No, no. <laughs> or Jason Priestley. Mm. 
Dude, the film would have been so much better with Chris O'Donnell or Jason Priestley involved. <laughs> that reminds me an awful lot of uh, Boondock Saints uh, wanting to to uh, the the like Miramax wanting to put uh, Patrick Swayze in as as oh Smecker. Oh my goodness, dude! I, no disrespect here to um, to to Chris O'Donnell, um, who who I'm sure is a wonderful guy, a lovely person, but. Was that guy not the worst actor in the 90s? Oh, my gosh. You know, all I can think of, I've seen him in about seven or eight movies, and all I can think of is him as Robin. Like, yeah, me too. Him like... as Robin, which, which in and of itself, like in a vacuum, was awful. But I feel like the <laughs> awfulness of him as Robin just permeated every other role he was ever in. Yeah, he was always Robin. In fact, if you look at IMDb, it'll say Lloyd the Intern, and then it'll say, yeah, Robin, and then in parentheses, credited as Chris O'Donnell. Credited as, yeah, yeah, alt title Chris O'Donnell. Yeah. Oh. Dude, that guy dropped off the planet. After yeah, that. well, hey, there's some there's some merit based uh, system going on. You know, not not entirely, but there's some level of it in Hollywood where if you're right, really there's still bad, some justice in the world. Yeah, you know. Let me ask you a stupid question. Sure. Was that guy in that? Uh, oh, we're gonna get hate mail for this because you're gonna agree with me. Was yeah. that guy in that turd Dead Poets Society? Dude, I think he was. Let's let's look. You know, I don't know what your studio setup is like, Zach, but I have I have the capability to look certain things up in my studio. <laughs> you, uh, so you're wired? Is what you're telling me? What, what what I'm telling you is that I'm wired, Chris. Whoops, O'Donnell. All right, here we go. Filmography. I take it you don't have these. Uh, capabilities in your happy rant studio since you're never checking no 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 such capabilities scent uh, of a woman is what i was thinking of which actually i think was a woman. much better movie i thought that was pretty money dude i feel like he was in um dead poet society you know what though that was ethan hawk and and really he's also pretty good i think chris o'donnell's like the poor man's ethan hawk dude i think ethan hawk is actually like a pretty great actor yeah he's also honest. a novelist and pretty freaking talented at that yeah, he's done like really, really interesting movies, especially like the older he's gotten. But dude, uh, Training oh, you know, Day, man, dude, you know, yeah, Training Day, exactly, so good. You know what? You know what O'Donnell was in that that I actually kind of liked, man. And you may push back on this. School Ties. Yes, school dude, ties? isn't that where like Matt Damon and Ben Affleck both got discovered and like met each other? Dude, it and is. Brendan Matt Damon was like it. the yeah. Brendan Fraser's in it. Who who see also people who like fell off the planet after the nineties. And who weren't very good actors. But uh, Brendan Fraser's in School Ties. It's like a football movie from like the 40s. There's and like some about... anti-Semitism. There's anti-Semitism. And, and Damon plays the racist douche. Right. And and who's the, the Jewish guy? Is it Brendan Fraser? It's Brendan Fraser. Uh, there's a yeah. scene where he where someone puts something on a bulletin board. I haven't seen this in 20 years. He yeah, goes yeah. outside to fight them and it's raining. Yes. And he just shouts yes. cowards at the top of his lungs. Yeah, And that's yeah, like yeah. a goosebump scene. Oh, it's a great scene. And and you know what, though? You know what is consistent uh, across all these movies that we're mentioning? Chris O'Donnell being horrible. In- <laughs> Chris O'Donnell, he he played like a teenage boy in this movie. Like, all he had to do was sort of walk around and be a, be a handsome, square-jawed teenage boy. Uh-huh. And I feel like he even screwed that up. You know? Maybe so... Uh, I won't bore the listeners with these technological details, the high-level stuff that we deal with here in the radio business, but uh, but we had to pause for a minute um, just to check some things in our, our respective studios, some levels. You know, we had to say testing and, and that sort of thing. We briefly turned off the on-air sign. We turned off the on-air sign. We had to adjust some knobs, you know, <laughs> on, our, on our various soundboards. But uh, while we were doing that, I I experienced something 
And what I what I experienced was guilt for the mean things that I said about uh, uh about Chris O'Donnell. Really? Um. Yeah. So I, I want to I want to soften that somehow by saying, um, even though I haven't liked him in any of these movies, and I'm standing by that, I recognize how hard it is to be an actor, and I couldn't do it. You know what I mean? I couldn't do it myself. So, um, so I, I hope that I hope that softens things. If Chris O'Donnell's a listener, which I'm sure he is, <laughs> I'm sure <laughs> I'm sure he's read Reraptured and he's he's enjoying all the all the work that we do as a company. Who would uh, he want to play? Do you think in Reraptured? Who do you want to play in Reraptured? That's a great Alex Roth, play. even though he's like 43. He would be a good Alex Roth. You know, he would. Or, or <laughs> he was born for that role. He was born for that role. Um, you, you, you know who I see him as, actually? Uh, the the good rabbi, Yeshua ben Avraham. Oh, yeah, I could see that. Could you see that? Yeah. yeah. Oh, Joshy. I prefer oh, Joshy. rabbi exactly. pastor. Yeah, yeah. I, I can actually see that. Um, <laughs> baby, let's talk about some, uh, some internet activity that's been happening uh, regarding this show. So the, I feel like the buzz, even though I'm not on Twitter, the buzz is just tremendous. It's palpable. Um, everywhere I go, I, I, I feel like people are looking at me, uh, because of this program, <laughs> um, all, all eyes are on us, uh, Zach. So talk about what's, what's been happening on, uh, on, in the Twitter sphere as of late. Well, there's a couple things going on. One is gut check legal. Okay. At gut check legal, who we predicted would just kind of appear, do three or four tweets and then, and then fade away. Has that not happened? No, Gut Check Legal has continued consistently to tweet, and what's more, Gut Check Legal is actually funny. And I was pretty okay. sure that uh, whoever tried that would try too hard and it wouldn't work. Yeah, exactly. And uh, the opposite has happened. Really? I, have you seen any of these tweets? No, I haven't, man. Give me, give me a little, uh, a little snippet of what, what kind of hilarity we've, we've been uh, seeing on Gut Check Legal. I'll just read a few here at random. Here's one of the yeah. first ones. It says, uh, given the recent podcast discussion, RE free versus purchased books, we are considering invoicing all podcast listeners. <laughs> Hashtag Gut Check Literacy Month. Dude, I love it. That's actually not a bad idea either. <laughs> <laughs> Got to monetize know, After the fact, yeah. Uh, a few other notes. Re the most recent app. One missionalware was recently given a quote makeover, and rumor is relevant will ask them to prom. <laughs> That's Two. actually kind of funny, man. It is. I for, like it. For the record, we suggest avoiding all lashing related online activity in order to avoid, let's call it, brand confusion. <laughs> nice. We we believe that the one star reviewer's screen name stands for Southpaw Jab Weave. Which may account for his rhetorical peculiarities. South Paul's jab weave. Nice. And here's my favorite one. We looked into the Embros brand. The trademark uh -huh. is currently held by a company in India until September 2019. We will follow up at that time. <laughs> nice, dude. Nice. And the picture he chose is like a guy, like a judge in like a judge's robe, but wearing uh, like boxing gloves. Okay. And and I'm sure it's meant to be used by like slimy lawyers, like they'll yeah, yeah. we'll fight for you. Yeah, but we'll fight for you after your car accident. You it's know. so perfect as gut check legal. Uh, so it. please keep it up. And guess what? Church curmudgeons following him. Okay. So if you're not following, and Cliff Graham's following him. So okay. if you're not following him, uh, listeners, you need. He's only got 20 followers. Uh, so you need to jump on that uh, gut check legal. And follow us too. Right? Yeah, for crying out loud, we have like four times more people in the gut check army than we have uh, actual Twitter followers. So I don't know how that math works. 
I don't know either, baby, but uh, but I, I'm, I'm glad to have the, uh, the the people in the gut check army for sure. Now, do we do we have any inkling as to the identity of this gut check legal? I have no clue. So, gut check legal, if you're listening, and uh, we know you are, uh, unmask yourself. Really? Okay? Don't you like the mystery? I I kind of do like the mystery, but I also like. I'm really curious. I want to know who this funny person is because because here's the thing: people often will try to be funny, and they're really not funny. But when somebody tries to be funny and actually is funny, like I, I want to know who that person is. I agree. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. I'd like to know. I'd like to know like who we're dealing with because I, I I felt way more comfortable after just like I knew who Church Curmudgeon was. You know what I mean? <laughs> like you could sleep again. I could sleep again. I don't have to toss and turn and pace around in the dark in my house. Just you know, wondering. You do, you, know? do you kind of feel like maybe this is Weebus? It, it could be Weebus. There's a there's a, a tinge of, of Weebusness in those. Weebosity, if you will. Weebosity, yeah. I, I hear a little bit of Weebus's music, his voice, <laughs> when, I, when I read those, uh, those tweets. Yeah. Um, it could be Weebus. We, the real Weebus has been quiet lately. Yeah. So what's up with Weebus? Maybe he's focusing all of his uh, all of his kind of dark energy into uh, into gut check legal. Ted, the other thing that's going on on Twitter right now is a movement, yeah. um, a, a groundswell. Yep. Uh, called hashtag Get Ted on Twitter. Wow. Which is kind of hard to know what to capitalize in that, so it doesn't look like just a jumble of of kind of letter salad. Yeah, I'm um, looking at your email here, which is another thing I can do in the studio just because of the technology that we have. But uh, It's an exciting time to be alive. It's, it's an amazing time to be alive. Uh, you've done a good job with the capitalizing. Yeah. Okay, so you can make sense of it. Okay, and I think that's how most people have been doing it with the, the capital T for TED yeah. and sometimes capital T for Twitter. Yeah. Uh, but I, I think we're over 100 uses of that hashtag. Wow, dude. That's and incredible. I decided we're not going to count the previous uses from the obvious, like, three previous campaigns to get other Ted's on Twitter. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So keep keep it up. What did we say, dude? How many how many times do you need to uh, see this before you're going to actually get on Twitter? 500, and, and no promises, you know. I mean, it's a, it's a discussion. It's an ongoing just kind of thing. If, but we a- get, if we actually get 500 uses of this hashtag and you don't get on Twitter, the world is going to be angry with you. Mm. The Lord is going to be angry with you. Yeah. Well, let's 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 assume that that would be a good problem to have, man. If we get 500 people, you know, that that'll be amazing. <laughs> well, it doesn't have to be 500 people. There's 500, 500 occurrences of that hashtag. 500 occurrences. Yeah, cuz people will undoubtedly like double up or, or send a couple of them. Probably. And I'm counting retweets. Okay. And there are several people who are just throwing that hashtag on irre- unrelated tweets. So they'll be like, "Hey, did you see what Owen Strakehand said about Christian rap, get Ted on Twitter. Yes. Yeah. And uh, uh-huh. now, now, Ted, not to cross over, cross the streams uh, podcasting-wise, but yeah. did I hear a discussion on the Happy Rant about the pronunciation of Owen's last name? And it turns out it's it's not Yeah, Strahan? nobody knows how to pronounce that. Is it like Strachan or something? Strachan. Yeah, right. Stricken, Strachan. Now, there's an NFL player who's Strahan, Michael Michael Strahan. Michael Strahan. Right? And I, I always just called Owen Strahan Strahan because I figured he pronounced it the same way as the NFL player. But uh, I, I guess because the NFL takes preference in, in my kind of subconscious over, like, Boyce College. But, uh, <laughs> now, let me ask you this. Is is the NFL player African-American? He is. I don't, although I don't see color, but he is. Yeah. And Strahan's a rapper, so, you know. Maybe he would want to, you know, start saying Strahan to kind of... Could be you know, add that that association in people's minds. 
That could be. I don't know. Far be it for me to know the mind of Owen Strachan or <laughs> Strahan or Michael Strahan for that matter. So, uh, so Ted. Also, uh, speaking of online activity, uh, yeah. you are now up to nine hundred and sixty-three Facebook likes. Really? Dude, yeah, and. When we get to a thousand, as I've promised, and and I know there are going to be a couple people who are still waiting for their prize from the last thing uh-huh. that are going to roll their eyes to this. Yeah. But the one person who, who between nine hundred and one thousand, one of those people is going to get a pretty decent uh, gut check gift basket. I have all the stuff in a box, and I have all the uh, the books for these other people in a box. It just is a matter of me remembering on my day off to go to the post office and we have the actual box for somebody right yeah that's that's for uh, scotty mclean mclean exactly exactly uh well that's incredible baby so uh so yeah if you if you've gone on facebook and and followed my page uh or whatever um thank you that's that's awesome that's really awesome do we have time sir for re-raptured I think we can make time is it it's a quick chapter like last week yeah let's see if it actually is a quick chapter (laughs) <laughs> like last week's 4,000 word chapter. I think what happened was we, that was actually, I said it was written by me, yeah. but I think it was like three people's chapters combined into one. I think so. To try oh. and make the continuity work somehow. Oh, Judas, this one's long too. Is it really? We could read half of it. Yeah, let's do half. Uh, it's called Chapter 23 Dispin Sensational. Oh, yes. Baby, uh, we are, as, as listeners, uh, loyal listeners to the show, all know we are uh, deeply embroiled in Gut Check Literacy Month. Um, we've been at this this month now for 24 weeks uh, and counting, uh, meaning that we are ready for Chapter 23, Dispin Sensational. And what we're going to do, since this is kind of a long chapter and I have a little bit of a time, uh, time frame issue here on my end, uh, we're going to read half of it. So uh, do you want to take the first section there? And, okay. and I can maybe take I'm, – I'm scrolling down here. Maybe we'll just read the first two sections. You can take the first one. I'll take the second one. Sounds good, man. We want to we start stretching this out anyway. Absolutely. Because yeah. I would like uh, this to end, uh, uh, Gut Check Literacy Month 2015 to end the week before Gut Check Literacy Month 2016 <laughs> begins with uh, Reraptured Again. Absolutely. Absolutely. Maybe a one-week break in there just to you know give them some Just some for space. us to drink some like hot tea and honey and lemon just to get our, our voices back to, you know, back to where they should be so that we can begin recording uh, the <laughs> Eat some apple slices. That's the thing. Eat some apple slices and do some vocal exercises. Oh, Ted, Ted, speaking of drinking things, have you seen in your local skeevy gas station a (laughs) can of Monster Gronk? Oh, my goodness, no. But I, 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 yeah, I'm looking this up right now. Again, this is a thing I can do in my studio, look things up. It's got, it's got like a football player uh, of some, I'm sure, uh, import on the, on the can. Okay. uh, Which is one of their pro athletes. Yeah, uh, and it it just I don't know everything about it seems like it's it's got to be the grossest thing in the world because it it looks like it's gonna taste like weeds. I don't know why dude, I say that. It just seems that's what it, that's what it seems to me. Dude, now my kid is a huge Patriots fan, and he's a huge Rob Gronkowski fan, so he's gonna love if I bring a can of this stuff home. Man, he's gonna go nuts. Um, so you've seen this. You've seen it in your local uh, gross gas station. It's at the Speedway right next to the. Uh, the church here, where I go like three times a day. Dude, can can you do me a favor? Can sure. you acquire a can of Monster Gronk for me for when I get up there? I will acquire two, and we can uh, suss them out together on the air. Oh, I love it, dude. I love it. Yeah, I'm looking at the can now. The can actually looks pretty awesome. Now, again, I'm a I'm a football guy, so um, 
so I, I'm enjoying the the image of Gronk like spiking the football on the can. It looks very, uh, very cool to me. But and by cool, I mean just sad and and you know. <laughs> Forgettable because it'll it'll be here today, gone tomorrow, of course. But what uh, is Gronk? Gronk is this guy named Rob Gronkowski, and this is this is actually really interesting. Maybe we'll talk about this in lieu of the chapter. But um, Gronk is this guy named Rob Gronkowski. He plays for the New England Patriots, and he's sort of Zach, like the great white hope of the NFL right now. Okay. In that he's he's like <laughs> he's this huge guy. He's like six. You know who he looks like? He looks like Ivan Drago. Okay. He looks like a real life Ivan Drago, and he has the most like vapid bro, kind of dumb a personality. But people love him. You know what I mean? Like all he does is ever, you know, he's really good. So he's a really really good player for one thing. But but he's forever like posting pictures of him like partying and getting wasted. And I mean, he's just every kind of frat boy's dream persona. You know, and, and dating hot chicks and. uh you know he's he's super active on social media and all this. So so yeah, the the idea that there's a monster energy drink named after Gronk uh, to me is the least surprising thing uh, ever in the in the history of marketing. Okay, I thought but, that was uh, just like a, a nothing word, like like crunk or you know like one of these just just nothing words that someone invents because it sounds. No, the guy the guy's name is Rob Gronkowski. Okay. All right, well and, that, that's uh, that's interesting. I've learned something today. You have learned something, and yeah, he's a super popular player. Um, and his persona, like for a for a white athlete to be cool at all, is kind of a thing. But but this guy seems like legitimately cool. Like people people think he's like white athletes, black athletes. Everybody loves Gronk. You know, everybody thinks he's cool. So um, and he's endorsing like a bazillion products right now. He's really a, a big deal in the in the football world. So in that way, he's a lot like Ted Strongbow. He really is. Although different products, different I think priorities. Um, in that Strongbow. <laughs> Strongbow is the is the chairman of many nonprofits. Um, I, I think Gronk is more of a for profit enterprise at this point. All right, uh, dude, we, you know, this will, be... this will be a five minute chap. Let's jump in here. All right, let's do it. All right, chapter twenty three, dispensational. Coach Duke Morrison is superfluous tonight, and he knows it. The Denver values are already up forty seven to nothing in the seventh minute of the seventh game of the season, due to Strongbow <laughs> suddenly becoming the greatest quarterback ever. He threw two touchdown passes before apparently growing bored and turning to running the ball himself each play, showing an inhuman ability to reverse direction instantly, shift his center of gravity, and even leap over defensive players. The crowd is going nuts, but Duke is less than thrilled. This has Van Shrimpy written all over it. But how? And what's the angle? Duke, we need to talk. The coach looks up to see James Wiles on the heels of that hot little reporter from Denver today and a wormy little guy in skinny jeans. James, how do you get on the field? Press, <clears throat> press pass, he answers, tipping his head toward Kate Russell. Excuse me, Duke, a moment of your time, comes another <laughs> voice from behind and above him. He wheels to see Max Darby towering, huffing, and sweating. Oh, hi, James. Jeez, how do you get on the field? Holographic press pass, Max says, pushing a button on his watch, causing the 3D image to flicker and disappear. <laughs> Another roar comes up from the crowd as Strongbow laterals the ball to himself, leapfrogs a linebacker, and triple axles into the end zone with an A-B, up-down-up, B-B-A combination from the command center. He spikes the ball over, <laughs> over the goalpost while popping down to one knee and snapping his index finger into the air charismatically. Oh, dude, I love it. Duke rolls his eyes. What's the problem, Max? 
It's today, he huffs. Our day is not seven weeks before the rapture. It is the rapture. What? (laughs) (laughs) Van Shrimpy led us astray on purpose. Look at this. He pulls a crumpled piece of computer paper from his back pocket. I hacked into his servers this afternoon, and he had this stuff buried in a folder called (laughs) Secret Research. See, the Hebrew used 360-day years, but they didn't even have leap years, you see? And their built-in correctives lost a day every 40 years. It all adds up. Just look at this. He points to a tight grouping of handwritten calculations. James scoffs. You should have known Van Shrimpy was jerking us around. I mean... Kate, help! Strombo shrieks as he zooms by, a pack of angry, bear-like Chicago players on his heels. I can't stop! He's killing me! (laughs) What's with him? James asks, then doubles over in pain, his vision gone white. Alex Roth has kneed him in the groin, something the young slacker has wanted to do all semester. Thinking on her feet, Kate pances Darby for good measure and shouts, Run, Alex, run! Realizing as the words leave her mouth that she sounds like Jenai from Forrest Gump. <laughs> Duke looks on with mild disinterest as Alex and Kate run across the field, not unlike Forrest and Jenny running through the cornfield, he can't help thinking, and disappear into the locker room on the far side. No one, not even stadium security, notices them because all eyes are glued on Ted Strongbow doing a triple flip over the whole Chicago defense. Max is struggling to recover his pants, thankful for the distraction from his embarrassing ordeal, while the professor writhes on the ground, cursing, dreading the stomachache that slowly sets in when you've been kneed in the balls. So what do you guys want to do now? Duke asks. Section break. Sylvia reapplies her lipstick and smacks at her reflection in the side of the napkin dispenser at Bronco Chips, <laughs> the stadium's greasy concession stand. She smiles at the warbled image of herself. Nearly everything is in place now. Josh is tying off one loose end, and she is waiting for the remaining ends to come to her and tie themselves. It's you, Father Vince exclaims. You were at the secret meeting the other night. You wanted me to... Oh, good. You got my message. That was you? Look, I already told you and your high council I'm not interested in this stuff. Then why are you here? He fingers the taser in his pants pocket. I thought it was... Never mind, I should never have come. Because you thought it was Dr. Tim Van Shrimpy speaking through your appliances, didn't you? That's why you've been Googling things like... She pulls up a memo on her smartphone. Tim Tim Van Shrimpy assassin... Tim Van Shrimpy Ninja, Tim Van Shrimpy Titanium Knees Leg Press, and is televangelophobia a thing? (laughs) Father Vincent's face pales. Who are you? He rasps. I'm the one who can help you defeat your fear of Dr. Van Shrimpy by defeating Dr. Van Shrimpy himself. I'm not going to kill anyone, he says grimly. You won't need to. Just call the will call window and tell them you're there to pick up an envelope for Ruiz. Your instructions will be inside. Vince nods slightly, and Sylvia watches him walk away in something of a daze. Before he's even out of sight, Faustus and Ironsides come into view from the other direction. They are soaking wet. Faustus tries not to, but he can't help breaking into a run and (laughs) hugging her around the waist. Okay, Reggie, that's good. That's enough. I said that's enough. Sylvia, Reverend Ironsides nods. Good to see you. I suppose I owe you a thank you. Faustus tells me you may have saved my hide with that stunt. My pleasure, she answers. Where's the girl? She's safe. Mmm. 
Faustus finally breaks the one-sided embrace and tries to reassemble his dignity. What's next, he asks. We're going into the, dra- We're going into the dragon's lair, she says, wishing she had a smoldering cigarette to flick to the ground. <laughs> nice. All right, baby, we'll end there. Dude, uh, the variety of voices that Sylvia has had, from your wife's very New York kind of uh, thing. Yeah, to- yeah, I forgot about that. I should I should have maintained that integrity. That's going to be a... a, a- continuity issue no on it's, our it's like that thing. movie where uh where heath ledger died halfway through filming it so like four other people including johnny depp like played the the role it's all different expressions of who sylvia is you know they should have uh, cast chris o'donnell to replace <laughs> heath ledger i think that was a a big mistake well baby this has been uh this has been a blast we've wandered to and fro uh as we always do in this program and um Join us next time for another installment of uh, of Gut Check Literacy Month, and join us next time for a, a live episode. We'll be uh, we'll be taping together uh, in the boxing glove shaped state, and uh, I for one cannot wait for that. And don't forget hashtag Get Ted on Twitter. He will get on Twitter if we get to five hundred. I, I I can I can make his life really annoying, you know. Otherwise, um, how about this, Ted? Yeah. At five hundred tweets, either you get on Twitter. Or I just put your cell phone number out there and tell people to start uh, texting you. Get Ted on Twitter. Oh, shoot, dude. <laughs> <laughs> and don't forget uh, olivetree.com, promo code gutcheck, 20% off everything in the store. Go to Olive Tree, buy some stuff, and we will see you next time.